1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Well, there's obviously a lot to get to today. We've got to talk about the offensive coordinator search, NIL, transfer portal, exit interviews, recruiting contact period, Just uh, stuff all over the place. We're going to talk with Danny West. We're also going to try to get in with Andrew Ellis. He's got a basketball press conference right now, but hopefully we'll get in with him. And uh, we'll discuss all that on today's episode of Hawk Sports Live. Hey, before we get started, I want to remind everybody that we are doing our big Cyber Monday sale. So hurry up and get in if you haven't gotten in already to hogsports.com. If you like this show, if you like the walk and talk, you like all the free content that we put out, come check out what we have for our VIP subscribers at hawgsports.com. The offer breaks down to just $0.07 a day, $0.52 a week, two twenty-four a month, and billed at just $26.85 for the entire year. So if you want the number one insider source on Arkansas sports and recruiting, come get it with our best offer of the year. We don't do this one very often, so this is our big Cyber Monday special. You just go to hawgsports.com. Again, that's part of the 24-7 Sports Network, and you'll see the ad right there. There's no promo code or anything. You just click join, and you will get the deal best offer of the year so if you like what we do at hog sports you like the coverage that we present you like some of this stuff come check us out for free people ask all the time how do we support you do you have a patreon all this kind of stuff no just sign up for the website it's the best thing we offer appreciate you listening to that everybody and to those who have been long term subscribers of ours we certainly appreciate uh your support over the years wouldn't be able to do what we do without you bo Limmer accepts an invite to the east west shrine bowl does that mean he's coming back I don't know. I expect to see a lot of stuff like this with players getting invited to to games like this. Doesn't mean necessarily that he has declared. It just means he has accepted the invite. He can always back out of that. It's not a declaration or anything like that. He hasn't. Well, I guess it don't it even matter. I guess if you're an agent anymore, um, with uh, with how nil and all that stuff is is set up. So I wanted to address this before we get going because uh, there's been a lot made out of uh, the press conference on Saturday after Arkansas lost to Missouri where I asked Sam Pittman a question and people have responded a lot of different ways media people have responded a lot of fans and I think a lot's been taken kind of out of context first. Uh, you know, I appreciate some of the kind words, but I'm, I'm not there to, like, fire off hard, tough questions at Sam Pittman. Like, I'm not just like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Let's to see how he answers this one. I'm, a, I'm there to ask questions that I want to know the answer to or that I think fans deserve to the know the, the answer to. And I, I think a lot of it's taken out of context. I think Sam Pittman was the first one to take it out of context a little bit, and I think maybe he realized that a, a little bit later. Because the question was, with Hunter Juracek throwing his support behind you, and then to come out and have the performance that they did on Saturday. Where's the – well, I, I should say it more correctly, okay? So I kind of indicated, like, with Hunter Juracek throwing his support behind you to generate some momentum, and then with the performance that they had today, where does the momentum come from? Where do you find that momentum heading into the offseason? That's the question I was asking, okay? It was, and I think what Sam Pittman heard was Hunter Juracek and he's ready for a question about his job security. So you have to have some context in that. Sam Pittman said on Monday, talking about you know questions about his job security and things like that, that he wasn't he didn't have to answer questions like that, and he wasn't going to answer questions like that. So I'm not asking Sam Pittman about questions just to get some random soundbite about it. I'm not going to answer that. But I think he was ready, expecting that question, given how the game played out, and I think all he heard was Hunter you're a check. and I think that's it. And when he heard that... He didn't respond dismissively to me, because if you go on and watch the interview, I think I asked more questions than anybody else. And he responded to me by name, and he asked for clarification on one of my questions later, which was, in fact, the same question that I asked at the beginning of the interview, just phrased a little bit differently. Because I want to know what he has to say about NIL, about the offensive coordinator hire, things to generate momentum in the offseason. And again, I think he heard, I'm almost positive he just heard Hunter Yurachek and said, I don't know, next question, because he didn't want to deal with that kind of question, as he had outlined clearly. So, no, I don't think it was a hard question. Uh, I don't I don't think people should take Sam Pittman's response to that as he doesn't know what he's going to do from building momentum. Again, I think he heard in his head Hunter check and everything shut off from that. Okay? Um, I'm not a fan of how he responded, but I can understand if he, you know, had it in his head, that's where he went with it, okay? So I just want to clarify that. And there's been a lot of take from media people, from fans, about, um, you know, what I was trying to do in that moment. And that's all I was trying to do, stuff I do every time. I sit in the front row of every press conference and I ask Sam Pittman questions. And I come on here and I talk about Sam Pittman, I talk about the team, Uh, sometimes I praise what he's done, sometimes I'm critical of what he's done. But I'm always going to go sit in the front of that press conference and ask questions. And that's just what I do. That's the job that I've done um, for going. Well, it's over 20 years now. So just want to make that clear because there has been a lot of, of discussion about that, and everybody's kind of got their opinion. And some of it's some of it's a little half baked, you know. Um, like again, you go listen to the rest of the press conference. I ask him after two questions, I come back and ask him another question. Um, and ask him other questions throughout, and then ask him that question again at the end of the press conference. And, um, you know, he was respectful and answered the question. And Sam and I have always had a good relationship. Now, things have gotten a little different because the, the team hasn't performed well and he hasn't liked some of the questions that, that I've asked or other media people. It's not just me. And, um, and I get that. You know, he's not, as he said, you know, nobody wants to stand up here after forty eight fourteen 48-14 loss and, and answer these kind of questions. I get it, Uh, but he is the head coach of Arkansas. He gets paid over $6 million a year to do that. Um, But I would probably suggest that, um, you know, he probably talks to me more than most people out there. It's not any kind of dig at anybody else. I'm just trying to give a background on the relationship that we've always had going back to when he was here before. And I have a job to do. I've said before, in spite of anything, I like Sam. Okay, I always have. I think we would probably be friends in any other environment, but we have a good professional working relationship, and we always have. And I don't know. I just want to make that clear that, you know, I'm not out to get anybody. I don't think he thinks I'm out to get anybody. I don't think he was being dismissive of me. I think he was dismissing a question that he thought was being asked. That's it. I hope that satisfies everybody's curiosities on those things. All right, Arkansas basketball, disappointed to see them, you know, come away one and two uh, in the Bahamas. But, you know, I just think that this team is – they're building. They're figuring things out. I've got my opinions on who should start and and who shouldn't and stuff. I'd like to see a little more laden blocker out there personally. You know, I haven't given up on LLS, even though disappointed to see him go 0 for 10 and scoreless in the Bahamas. Uh, I think they're still trying to figure out the mix there. What an opportunity to play Duke on Wednesday, eight fifteen in Bud Walton Arena. Can't wait to go to that game. How often do you come off of a game against North Carolina and then play Duke? That's wild. Memphis. I mean, look at this slate of games. Stanford, Memphis, North Carolina, Duke. Guys, how much fun has this been? Even though they've been losing, we've been watching them come together. People are frantic about it. You know, I get it. Eric Musselman probably is too, but he's got a plan. I mean, Eric Musselman will get it figured out and uh, – This team will come together. I fully believe that. I think they're a better shooting team than they've shown. I think they'll finish at the rim a little bit better. But Eric Musselman just gets it. Arkansas is very lucky to have him. I don't think there's – I mean, some people question everything. But to me, Eric Musselman is the man, and he'll get it figured out. Can't wait to see how they match up against Duke. I'm not expecting them to beat Duke. I'm expecting them to get better. I'm expecting them to start figuring more things out as they go along. And by the time we hit – January 6th, facing Auburn in Bud Walton Arena, I'm expecting to have some things figured out and uh, make a nice run in the SEC. That's what I would expect from this Razorback team. So Sam gave a little bit of an update on the offensive coordinator search. And, I mean, really what he kind of said was, well, first thing you got to do is go and find an offensive coordinator. One who wants to be here. It would be fun if the guy understands the state and understood the SEC and all those types of things. Those are the, That's the thing that stood out to me because I've got an offensive coordinator search board that is 15 people long. Uh, I could probably remove Kenny Guyton from that list. I'm going to leave him on there just out of respect for the job that he was thrown into. You know, Kenny Guyton has been a good recruiter for Arkansas, been a good wide receivers coach overall. So I'm going to leave him on the hot board towards the end because I don't think you can make that hire after, you know, the Missouri game, the way the offense played, the Auburn game. So, he's on there out of respect for Kenny Guyton because he does a good job uh, in in his role. But to me, the guy that fits based on what Sam Pittman has said, a guy that we had on our coaching search talk board, offensive coordinator board last year, it was very briefly out because the the hire was made so quickly – but the guy that we had on there uh, last year because I heard talk about him and this year is Buster Faulkner. So Buster Faulkner this last game is coming off of putting 23 points up against the University of Georgia, 226 rushing yards. That may not sound like a blowout performance. Nobody has put more than they have. Georgia Tech put the most points on Georgia's defense than anybody else in the country this year. They've certainly risen the bar. They're 6-6. Six and six. They're going to a bowl game for the first time this year. So why does Faulkner fit this? Well, last year he was an offensive analyst at Georgia. People that I would talked to had suggested that Faulkner would have been next in line behind Todd Monken before he took the, the Baltimore job. Um, but obviously Faulkner left, and then they hired um, Mike Bobo. So – they were very high on him. Smart is very high on him. Didn't want him to go to Georgia Tech, from what my sources say. He's got ties to both Arkansas and obviously Georgia, too. Uh, he was a graduate assistant in quality control at UGA. Um, served both of those roles before uh, before becoming an offensive analyst. Uh, served as uh, offensive coordinator at Valdosta State, which is Georgia, for those who don't know. Arkansas State, 2016. Uh, served as quarterback coach at UCA back in 2009 and has coached, at other states in the SEC footprint, Kentucky, at Murray State, Tennessee, at Middle Tennessee State, and Mississippi Southern Miss. So, to me, based on what Sam Pittman has said, he's the guy that kind of fits. He's the guy that kind of fits what Sam Pittman has outlined, what we've heard behind the scenes also. I've got 14 other names on here, 13 other, not including, including Guyton. Um, you know, Brennan Marion's been a very popular uh, guy who's been discussed. He does not fit – what Sam Pittman said exactly in terms of Arkansas SEC background, he is a, an intriguing guy because they put up a lot of offense. Now the thing about Marion, you've got some important dates coming up. You've got December 1 contact period. You've got these exit interviews going. You've got December 4th transfer portal window open. Just because the portal window opens December 4th doesn't mean that you won't start seeing players say, hey, I'm entering the portal. Even though they don't, I'm entering it, you know. You can still do that. You can say I'm entering the portal weeks ago whenever you want, even though it's not open. So, it's important to get this hire done. And Marion, they have a championship game to play this weekend. I believe they're playing Boise State. So, that's something to keep in mind. Seth latrell has been talked about a lot. Obviously, Jeff Lebby has been hired at Mississippi State. He was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma Latrell is the is an offensive analyst at Oklahoma, which is his alma mater. Former North Texas head coach, you guys remember he came in here and they whipped Arkansas up pretty good a few years ago. So is he going to get elevated at Oklahoma to offensive coordinator? Is Lebby going to take him with Mississippi State? So maybe that's something to keep an eye on. Um, there's some others on there. GJ Kenny, Ken Kenny. I don't. I, I need to do a better job of figuring out how to say his name. Uh, I think it's Kenny. I don't know. I might be wrong. But, you know, with him, he makes $800,000 a year. He's a head coach. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a candidate for the Houston job, for the head coaching job, you know, is the offensive coordinator at an SEC school where, you know, again, he kind of fits that. He he was at Arkansas before as a, you know, in quality control. But is a coordinator job in the SEC a better job than, you know, a head coaching job in the Sun Belt where he makes $800,000 a year and, make you know, 1.5 at Arkansas maybe, along with a long-term contract most likely. Again, I've got several other people on there. You can go read in-depth the breakdown, the latest updates on all of those, all those uh, guys. It is VIP breakdown. Uh, but, uh, you know, 75% off. You can read about it for $0.07 cents a day at Sports couple of names that have been brought up. Jackson Reed, shout out, on our website, hogsports.com. Uh, he brought up Jeff Grimes as a possibility. Grimes obviously has – you know, Baylor wasn't very good this year. They're keeping Aranda there, uh, even though he only won two games. But he was OC at uh, BYU. He's OC at Baylor. Uh, Eric Mateos, by the way, uh, is offensive coordinator there at Baylor, who uh, was a pupil of Sam Pittman's uh, on the offensive line. It say offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, excuse me. Jeff Grimes is the OC. So, I don't know, maybe he's a, another name to watch. Maybe, uh, maybe Holgerson, Dana Holgerson. He just got fired at Houston. Long background as an OC. Would he be willing to step right into it and be an OC somewhere after being a head coach at West Virginia and Houston for years and years? Maybe he's a guy to keep an eye on. We should all be keeping an eye on our internet service. If you don't have good internet service, you should check out our friends at Ozarks Go. You can reach out to them at ozarksgo.net slash hog. That's H A W G. 479-684-4900 if you want to reach them. And the good thing about reaching out to Ozarks Go, if you need to make a phone call, find out if they're available in your area, is you're going to talk to somebody from this area who knows what's going on. It's not going to be somebody shipped off in some call center who has no idea what Springdale Lowell is. You know, He's going to, who or she, whoever you talk to, is going to have a working knowledge of this area because Ozarks Go is a local company. I always say the best endorsement that I can give Ozarks Go after two and a half years of having service with them is I've never unplugged and replugged my router. It's always worked. I've always had internet. I offer several different tiers of internet. They're not going to jack your rates up from year one to year two like most big national companies have a plan to do. They're the local guys, and you're not going to sacrifice anybody anything by having them. I mean, based on my experience, right? Ozarksgo.net slash H A W G four seven nine six eight four forty nine hundred. I've got a list of one dozen plus Arkansas can't afford to lose to the transfer portal. It's way more than one dozen. I don't know why I kept that title because there's also groups of players. Just a quick rundown It, K.J. Jefferson. There's been a lot of talk about K.J. Jefferson, whether or not he should return at Arkansas or not. I think K.J. probably would like to go pro. I think he's had it in his head that he'd want to go pro. uh, But I don't know if that's the best option for K.J. Jefferson when he can make, you know, Quarterbacks in the SEC make anywhere from $500,000 to $2 million at the right situation, at the right eliteness, elite level. $500 to $2 million, those are real numbers. And KJ's in that mix somewhere. I'm not saying he's two, but he's way more than five. And he's get he got paid that because of the success he had had at Arkansas in the past. And I just think that people are really mistaking Arkansas struggles on the offensive line and KJ's bad fit for the offense to where he's like some kind of washed up quarterback. And that's not true. Arkansas has been lucky to have this guy. Like he may not be an NFL quarterback. He might be an NFL tight end, but he's a college quarterback and he's a good one. And he's had some struggles this year. He's not perfect. He doesn't have as big an arm as, as Jacoby Criswell, but KJ Jefferson has gotten Arkansas out of a lot of tough situations in his career. And, I know everybody wants to see the next guy coming along, but, man, be careful what you wish for sometimes. Let's see what this coordinator hire is. I'm sure KJ's interested in wanting to see what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I get get the sensation and the – The thrill of having somebody new and some fresh blood in there. But eventually, the next guy you'll kind of get a little tired of too. Arkansas has been lucky to have KJ. It's just things didn't work out very well. But we can't forget what he's done for Arkansas in the past. The guy was a preseason first team. Was he first team or second team? All-SEC quarterback. So, Jalen Braxton, I think, is another guy that you got to take a look at and say, like, we got to make sure we protect this guy and keep him here. Young players like that. And I'll say this. There are guys that, you know, there's like, okay, let's, let's name off a couple of guys. Um, Landon Jackson probably hasn't graduated, so probably not able to transfer free and clear. You know, he's, what, three years, I guess, in college now at the end of the semester. Dwight McLaughlin, three and a half years. Jaheim Thomas, three and a half years. Lorando Johnson, three and a half years. Isaac Tesla three and a half years. Jaheim Singletary, one and a half years. So those are guys that transferred to Arkansas – that you wouldn't want to transfer out that wouldn't be free and clear because they're, I'm not saying they're not, they might, they might've graduated certainly possible to graduate in three years, but you know, usually doesn't happen. But those guys, wouldn't be able to just transfer free and clear without having to sit out unless they've graduated since they've already transferred before. So, that's why I don't mention those guys in this. Uh, Raheem Sanders, I think we mostly expect him to to probably take his talents to the next level, although he was banged up a lot this year with the knee, with the shoulder. Uh, something else happened against uh, Auburn, I think. Uh, or was it FAU? I can't remember. I think it was Auburn. I can't remember. I, mean, I think it might have been FAU, But something else, ha- you know, they're like a lot of different things were happening uh, with him from an injury standpoint. So maybe he views this as a, a lost year and wants to come back. But I'm pretty sure based on his 1,400-yard pass that he's probably uh, probably going to declare. Uh, I think Has is another guy. You know, if you don't think people are coming after these guys with Arkansas's situation and tampering, then you're fooling yourself. Tyrus Washington, the way he came on. Uh, after he went down, Cam Little, I think maybe you got to worry more about him and the NFL. I mean, if I'm Cam Little and I just kicked five, what do you make, four or five 50 yard field goals, 84% on the year, I'm looking at next level if I'm him. I'm like seriously entertained, like, hey, do I have guaranteed money? Do I have guaranteed money to go to the NFL? That's what I'm thinking if I'm Cam Little. Jaden Johnson. Man, last year we were talking like Jaden Johnson, he probably needs to look around. This year I'm thinking like Jaden Johnson, they need to figure out a way to keep that guy uh, in the fold. Poop Paul is another one. Hudson Clark, a lot of people always give Hudson Clark a hard time. He's far from the worst player in Arkansas secondary and is versatile, can play a lot of different spots. He had a good year this year. Like he's not perfect. He's not an all-SEC first team type of player, but he's a quality player on this team. You can't lose your quality players. Yeah, bring somebody in to compete with Hudson Clark but keep Hudson Park, Clark to compete with that guy. It's important. I would say all these wide receivers, yeah, let's see if they can bring in some playmakers, you know. Can they get Courtney Crutchfield back in the fold, Ashton Bethel-Roman, hold on to him, but also maybe get a guy on the transfer portal. But Andrew Armstrong, Sam Backe, who set out this year because of an injury, Desmond James, Davion Dozier, Isaiah Satania, Jaden Wilson, Isaac Tesla, you can see we're over a dozen now, I would assume, but I consider this as a group in my dozen. But, uh, yeah, keep those wide receivers. Bring somebody else in, but keep your best players. The defensive line, there's a lot of guys that can come back. Eric Gregory, Anthony Booker, Keevy Rose, Torian Carter, Cam Ball, Ian Jafford, Quincy Rose, Jashad Stewart, all those guys can come back. Landon Jackson might be a guy that's looking, but – you know, he can't just transfer unless he's graduated. So, for to me, he's either sticking around or looking at his options in the NFL. Landon Jackson's 6'7", 281 pounds and played pretty well this year. So, he's got a chance. Like, you know, that might be a balance of – I mean, he's a guy – like you talk about edge rushers in the SEC who are all SEC types like him. I mean, you're talking quarter million dollars at least. For a guy like that. Now, you may not be talking that for every, every you know, quality starter, like an all-ACC player, like, you know, a cornerback might be 100000 Uh, you know, a guy that's better than most people, most everybody on your team is probably worth, you know, 250000 in a lot of cases or, or maybe more at some schools, but uh, at Arkansas, that's probably about what it is. So, with edge rushers and left tackles, sometimes they are worth a little bit more than maybe a linebacker. The whole offensive line, I hear everybody gasping. They need to keep not the whole offensive line, but most of them. And we talked about Bo Limmer accepting the East-West Shrine game invitation. But, yeah, you need to bring in players on the offensive line. You don't need to lose your best players, though, on the offensive line. Who you can afford to lose are older players on the offensive line who aren't pushing this offensive line, who aren't pushing to start on this offensive line. Those are the players that you can afford to lose. But you need Patrick Kudis and Andrew Chambly to compete with whoever they bring in at tackle because they're bringing in some people. You need Devon Manuel to stay and compete with whoever they're bringing in at tackle. You open up spots by the guys that aren't playing for you, that are older, not your freshmen. You keep your freshmen, obviously. Paris Patterson, Luke Jones, all those guys. But um, Luke Brown, excuse me. You keep those guys, but you keep the guys that you had starting for you this year. Joshua Braun, Brady Latham, Bo Limmer, if you can keep them. And then you bring in guys to come in and compete with them. I don't think it was all just Andrew Chambly and Patrick Kudis not being good players. I mean, some of it is them not being ready, but I think there were some coaching issues. And I just think the offense was not a good fit for them overall. T.J. Metcalf, Isaiah Augusta, freshmen like that. They need to be held on to. You know, Metcalf is a guy that played as a freshman on defense, and Augusta, you know, obviously played a lot towards uh, the end of the season. But guys like that, you know, I mentioned Jalen Braxton earlier, maybe not guys that started for you, but guys who are promising young freshman players are players that you need to keep in the fold. I'd love to hear everybody's comments on those topics. Okay. Danny West. We got to talk recruiting because contact period opens later this week. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him. Oh, I've left this Ozarks Go thing up the whole time. We love Ozarks Go. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 247. He's the Hog Sports recruiting analyst. Been with us for a number of years. Nobody covers it like Danny West. Knows the ins and outs of everything Razorback recruiting. We're going to find out what's going on. Danny, what's up?
0: What's happening, brother?
2: Oh, nothing. We're just, you know, kind of running down all the major things going on right now. The offensive coordinator, you know, NIL, Mm -hmm. Sam Pittman says he feels a lot better about NIL. We'll see what's going on. You know, I reached out to one Arkansas. I haven't gotten any response. But the way I – one Arkansas NIL, the way it works basically is, you know, you donate money. They give that money to the player. The player goes and then, you know, shows up and, you know, sponsors – a charity, you know, and basically it's, sure. basically, it works out to them kind of being like almost like an appearance fee, really, is mm-hmm. kind of how it balances out for them. So it's not like a 501c3 where 75% of the, your donation goes to a charity. That's not how it works at all. So, um, But, I don't know, one Arkansas I think could step their game up a little bit in terms of the layout and their communication and relaying, you know, what kind of information. Because for me to have to go dig and figure out how things actually operate there I think is – is a problem. But Sam Pittman seems encouraged about NIL and stuff, and we know that's going to be a big role in, uh, in recruiting and holding this recruiting class together.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes.
0: <laughs> you would absolutely hope so i think uh, i think i said it even after the mississippi state game may have been the auburn game could have been both of them but i remember saying several times whether it was on our website or or here on the show or different shows my biggest concern after the way this season has played out would be the transfer portal mm-hmm. which is not shocking news it's not you know uh, unexpected but that's what they're up against right now and and you know we can like it dislike it or whatever but money can fix a lot of that yeah. so i'm hopeful that, that that's true and and you know the proof will be in the pudding um you know come february or or really even into next summer when all the ink is dry and we can look back and see what kind of transfer class they put together we'll know uh, exactly where they stand but I'm excited about it, Trey. I can kind of feel the feel the shift a little bit. You know, uh, so much of recruiting nowadays, sure, it's it's year round. It never really stops, but it is seasonal. Mm-hmm. You know, to a certain extent, and um, comes in waves. And I can just feel it over the last week or so. I better I better lock in because it's it's here now. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we can kind of hit on some of the upcoming dates uh, just to kind of maybe educate people on on where recruiting is right now, but uh, starting today and running through Thursday, they're in a dead period. What does that actually mean? It just means no visits yet. Mm -hmm. Right. So taking a little bit of a break from, uh, you know, no in-home visits yet that will start this weekend. And of course no official visits on campus, um, until Friday. So, you know, that's where it's at right now. And it's, it's right around the corner. It's about to get crazy. I'm sure. Um, I don't know what kind of Exodus you're, you're anticipating, but, um, you know, uh, you can look at it. Any watching this show right now knows what their needs are, so it, it should be fun.
2: Yeah. Well, right now, you know, people are – I see some people freaking out because I said Arkansas needs to keep the offensive line that they had last year. And, again, what I mean by that is they need to keep those players. You've got mm-hmm. to keep your best players. And whether they bring somebody in to come in and replace all five of those guys or not, they need those players to come in and compete – the guys that you need to lose are the guys that couldn't compete with those guys for starting jobs who aren't, yeah. you know, in the freshman class, who got guys who aren't still cooking. Those are the people like, I mean, am I wrong on that, Danny? You need to keep no. these guys on the offensive line. If you can keep them, I'm not saying you need to shell out a ton of NIL money or anything, but you need to keep your, your best players, guys that started and, and make them battle with, with players that you bring in.
0: I would a hundred percent agree with that. I think it's so easy nowadays, especially, it's so easy for everybody to say, screw it. Why are we even recruiting high school kids? Let's just go all in on the portal and, and piece together the best roster we can every year. And I, I just don't think as much as I'm for uh, as many transfers as possible and mixing it up, because I think that's really Arkansas's ticket in a lot of cases to close the gap. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I mean, your foundation needs to be program players that were developed and that are good players. And, right. You know, uh, the the example I used uh, on somebody's show a few weeks ago was Yelda, Yelda Froholt. I remember when they first switched him over to offense, man, it was awful. Like, he he was pretty bad, not understanding the fact that that he could snap me with his fingers, so I'm going to tread lightly here. But it was pretty bad, but I went on the radio every week and said, guys, one of these days, he's going to be an all-SEC lineman. Now, I'm not saying Andrew and Patrick are definitely going to be that, I mean, we've seen young guys struggle in the past, and they ended up really good. Frank Ragnow, it wasn't always roses for him. Big Skip and Kirkland, when all those guys were young, so it takes time, and maybe maybe they do need a little more time, uh, a little more time to cook, as you say there. But I'm totally with you. I think you need to hold on to the to the good ones now. If there's if there's some that that have identified themselves that they just can't play, then right? You got to yeah. show them the Yeah, door. of course, no question yeah, about yeah.
2: it. Yeah, and you know what I always find interesting, you bring up Yelda Froholt, but they put Yelda Froholt at left guard and right when they moved him. They moved him as a starting left guard and said, we're just going to develop this guy. We're going to stick him in this spot, and we're going to let him get better. And it took a while. Meanwhile, they rotated – musical chair style, every other position on that offensive line, and none of those other guys got better, and the offensive line stunk because of it. And then in the meantime, Yelda Froholt just gets better and better, sticking to left guard, better and better and better, all the way up to the point where he's an all-SEC player, an NFL guy. Um, Still in pros right now. I found that method interesting, that everybody else moved around, trying all all these new things, but Yelda Froholt got better, sticking at one spot. So, Danny, what's up? What's next for uh, for Arkansas recruiting? I know uh, I've already mentioned the uh, contact period starting on December 1st, and then, of course, we've got December 4th with the transfer portal opening. But, of course, players can announce for the transfer portal anytime they want. It's just they can't enter until December 4th. But what else sure. is going on? What, what's next on the horizon?
0: Yeah, so in the meantime, uh, we'll kind of hit on it there a little bit. In the meantime, for this dead period, what are they doing right now? Well, they're they're still able to talk to guys on the phone, so they're scheduling uh, in-home visits with their 18 commitments. They're, they're scheduling upcoming uh, junior college visits, uh, official visits, guys coming to campus, and as you already said there, I mean, there's guys' grad transfers already going into the portal, so you can absolutely bet there they've got, people sitting there monitoring that. So that's what's going on right now. We'll see throughout the week uh, what this upcoming weekend looks like. I will say next weekend, I would anticipate uh, probably at least a handful of officials. And, I, you know, you can look at the commitment list and kind of find out who hasn't taken theirs yet. They had a few summertime commi- commitments. Uh, Justin Logan is one of those, Kai Greer, and uh, Juju Cook jeremy cook uh the three committed guys who have yet to take those look for that to happen december 18th uh they had an official this past weekend don't want to skip over kamari copeland junior college defensive lineman from iowa western community college he's got three years left six 280 we're going to call him an interior guy but he's versatile kind of your eric gregory mold if you will mm-hmm. um, the guy's originally from virginia beach trey and he told us that he's going to Virginia Tech on December 15th. So, could be tough. He's already visited Tennessee. Now, Arkansas, he's trying to get to NC State. So, anytime you've got a guy from east of here, <laughs> you know, well east of here, and they're being pulled back home, uh, man, it's hard for me to get my hopes up. But, sounds like Arkansas really blew him away. This is one of those that, that came in and said, I didn't know what to expect. Matter of fact, he said, I kind of thought it would be tumbleweeds floating around Fayetteville. So that's what you got to overcome. That stigma is still attached to you a little bit. So you do like hearing it uh, when they say, man, it just blew me away. I didn't know y'all had it so nice. But at the same time, man, you'd like to get rid of that little stigma that's attached to Arkansas. You know, everybody just, they expect it to be a, a cow pasture and it's clearly not. It's one of the best places in the country to live and go to school. So,
2: You know what uh, I say about that stigma, Danny? Go for it. It's throughout the South. It's the same stigma. Everybody in the North thinks everybody in Arkansas and everywhere else in the South walk around without any shoes on. It's the same mm-hmm. stigma. The difference for Arkansas is it's a smaller population state, so they have to go into other states where they hear, "Well, oh, Arkansas has no, you know, nobody in Arkansas has any teeth, or they don't wear shoes, and, you know, and yeah. they're all, you know, nothing wrong with being sure. a farmer, but for some reason that's a derogatory statement from people who rely on farmers to eat.
0: There's no greater professional. <laughs> uh,
2: exactly. It's amazing how you act, people act like that's a, a problem person, um, yeah. ignorant people. But anyway, yeah. that stigma ex- exists throughout the entire South. And, you know, whether people want to talk about, um, you know, anything, history and racism, civil war, um, you know, how people wear their clothes or where, you know, people put, you know, not wearing shoes and all that kind of stuff. It exists all the way across. All the way across. It's just that Fort people are coming from other states. Right now. Well, like I said, I bet. I like like I hear people. You know, I, I go to other message boards, and you know, somebody from Mississippi, like those rednecks in Arkansas. You know, this and that. They don't know. You know, like people in Arkansas. Are, you know, like you're the, same. <laughs> you're the same. We're all we're all. I've been, I've lived we're in I've lived in Arkansas. I lived in Georgia. I have lived in Tennessee, and I've lived in Alabama, and all of the, like people are pretty much the same. You know, it's just slightly different yeah. accents, um, just you know, different team colors and stuff like that. But it's pretty much all the same. It's just people coming from other states with, you know, talking trash. And you know, Arkansas is a small state, so they have to go out and recruit from other states.
0: Mm-hmm. You want to build? You, you want to
2: build on that, Danny? <laughs>
0: no, not really, not really. Um, I'll leave you with this, though. A couple of in-state guys I'm still watching here, Trey, to get it back to recruiting. I think it's going to be interesting watching these two guys down the final stretch here. But Courtney Crutchfield still out there,
4: mm-hmm. you know. He,
0: I think everybody assumed it's going to be a quick commitment to Missouri. I mean, it's sounding like he may delay this thing. Uh, could be like Shamar Easter last year, you know, where he puts it off till February. Is so he visited? He's that. visited
2: already officially, right? He,
0: he has taken his official. So you can always get him back unofficially, of course. Yeah. uh I think that's what they're going to do. I'd be looking for some quick in-home visits as soon as they get the OC in, which, uh, you know, your guess is as good as mine on that. I have no idea when that might happen. I would assume that's going to happen in the next couple of days, but I don't know that. It needs but to. I would, yeah, it needs to. If it doesn't to, happen uh, in the
2: next couple of days, then he's on to option two or three. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I would feel the same. Or or, gotta, it's,
2: or it's Marion because Marion's still got another game left.
0: True. True. But either way, you got to get down and see Courtney. So, I would expect an in-home visit there rather quickly. And then Brian Huff, Missouri commit. I mean, it's tough to go against Missouri right now based on what we've seen in that series. But yeah. still an in-state kid and a priority for Arkansas. So, I think they're going to be in his home on Friday, Trey. So, yeah. just wanted to throw that at you. So, at least there's something, you know, potentially positive to look forward to down the stretch here. Could be some nice additions.
2: Let me ask uh, you this, Danny. Like – So, new coordinator, obviously K.J. Jackson's in the fold. They're going to bring K.J. Jackson in. But they're bringing a new coordinator in. Is there any potential? Yeah, I
0: know where you're going.
2: Right. So, you can say say his name.
0: Yeah. Walker White. Walker White. Well, I I actually
2: wasn't going Walker White.
0: Oh, really? No, I I wasn't.
2: Because I do think Walker's going to stick to Auburn, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean too. Who knows what happens with it? But the guy I was going to talk about is Drake, Lindsey. I mean, oh, sure. Drake yeah. has put up absurd numbers. They just beat Conway. I was sitting uh, at a friend's house, and I saw the fire the fireworks go off every time they win, and I saw the fireworks going off in the stadium. Um, but Drake has put up ridiculous numbers. He's been committed to Minnesota for a long time. I mean, would there be any chance, you think? I don't know You know what kind of dialogue you've had with, uh, with Drake or the Lindsays, but – Do you have any opinion on that?
0: You know what? I just hit up his father a couple weeks ago just to kind of touch base and and make sure there wasn't already contact without an OC in Mm -hmm. place. So you can bet as soon as one is in place, uh, uh, yeah, the Lindsay's will be hearing from me again. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. It wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, the the numbers themselves just kind of floor you. I wish I had them in front of me right now. I did Mm -hmm. see them the other day prior to his most recent game, and they were just – off the charts. So, yeah. Uh, anytime there's an in-state guy like that, heck yeah. And you got a new offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator coming in, yeah, I could absolutely see that. Now, go. No guarantees because he is a, a unique player. You know, he's he's uh, he's not KJ Jefferson or Jackson, a guy you know who's going to run around a whole lot. But man, you just talk about arm strength and putting it in there. I had one guy tell me he's the closest thing to Ryan Mallett I've seen since Ryan Mallett. Mm. I'll put it. I'll put that out there, and that's a guy that I I would feel pretty good about. So, the arm talent is insane. So heck yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, it wouldn't shock me at all.
2: Chris in our chat says I pee out the back door. I think everybody oh, in boy. the South and maybe all over the country likes to pee out the back door. I certainly like uh, to.
0: You know, the real ones pee out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what y'all doing. I'm raised in Cleveland County.
2: <laughs> All right, Danny, that's where you just walk out and say, I'll see you later. That's it. All right. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> we'll Thanks see. for coming on. All right, everybody, that's Danny West. Again, you can follow Danny at Danny West 24-7. The real ones pee out the front door. All right, we're going to go to Andrew Ellis now. Andrew just wrapped up basketball press conference. Those you don't follow, Andrew. You can follow him at Andrew Ellis twenty four seven. Andrew, how you doing, my man?
4: I'm doing great, Trey. How how are we doing today?
2: I'm doing good. I forgot to ask Danny how his Thanksgiving was. How was yours?
5: Selling a little or a lot.
1: My uh, Thanksgiving was a solid one. It was a
2: uh, it was a good time in the beautiful town of Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Yeah,
1: uh, uh, we had a good time though.
2: Good. How was the press conference just now?
4: I tell you, Trey, I'm I'm really glad you asked about that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I got a pep in my step after that press conference. It was one of yeah. the best press conference performances I've ever seen from a coach. Yeah, he was so funny today. Like, I mean, you could, he literally he's he's maybe slept six hours since they got back from the Bahamas. Hmm. Uh, he, I mean, he, he was talking about how he's taking this hands-on approach, he went and cut up every single play of the three games. And he had a staff member stop him from going back to the UNC-Greensboro game, but he cut up every single play and was, like, sending it to every single player. And he was, like, basically every every single player on the team got cut-ups of every single play they were involved in and exact details of what, you know, where they need to improve. And, I mean, honestly, gave, gave honest assessments that were not very positive for just about every player on the team and things that the team's been doing, uh, it was exactly – it was peak Eric Musselman is what it was.
2: Uh, sleep deprivation is a hell of a drug.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it was a great performance today, though. And, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, he's not in the best of moves after the way they've been playing. But mm-hmm. uh, I think if nothing else, Arkansas is going to get a strong effort. They'll be motivated on Wednesday night. We know that.
2: You think Arkansas can fix uh, changing gears a little bit? and This is based on an article you wrote, but you think Arkansas can fix the the issues on the offensive line in the transfer portal?
4: I think they can. Will they? I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like offensive line is the maybe the hardest position to mm-hmm. recruit in the transfer portal because if you're if you're a starting offensive lineman, that's kind of a solidified guy at any. You know, Power Five school; those guys don't really enter the transfer portal left and right. It's not. I yeah. feel like in other positions, you just see it more
2: often. Offensive linemen uh, so are like a different, hard. a different kind of animal. You know, they're he not, did, they're not big flashy players. guys. They're not looking for. You know, they they keep like Bo Lemmers, the quintessential <laughs> offensive lineman, just doesn't say a whole lot. Just kind of goes about his business, and that's I think that's one reason you may don't you may not see just a whole bunch of entries into to the portal from the OL.
4: Right. And that's not to say that they're not there. I mean, there's guys who, you know, coaching changes and, you know, guys who have different situations going on. I mean, who knows? Uh, and, and there's also gyms from lower levels that you can find. It's not like it's, it's something, but I feel like it's hard to, uh, to really bank on that, especially because they, they could have done that exact thing a year ago. So it's like, if, if, it, if it were, if it were such an easy thing when you had all this uncertainty on the offensive line, you'd think, Oh, why don't you just pick three really good ones and make them come play for you. Mm. And I feel like that, if, if it were so easy, I feel like more teams would do it. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that he referenced Auburn's offensive line as like this offensive line built through the transfer portal and was like, yeah, hey, you mean they're all their guys are from the transfer portal? Auburn's offensive line is not necessarily uh, paving the way to, to greatness over there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not it's not one of the areas of strength for their team that uh, you know played pretty well against Alabama but finished six and six. So I think it's it's a in theory it's a little bit of a flawed concept of like we're going to build offensive line through the transfer portal, but uh, you know. I think if you mix in some transfer portal and some development, that's the yep. key. You get the right offense in here. You can talk me into a lot of things. And, you know, they, they're also a pretty decent. You know, I use the term head start in the story. You know, getting the transfer from Michigan State, Keyshawn Blackstock. Uh, you know, I feel like, so you've got some some pieces that, again, a year ago, like, we felt really good about Patrick Kutis and what he could be. We felt really good about Andrew Shambly and what he could be. A Marion Harris, the list goes on. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's a big year for that the guys in that group Mm -hmm. to take a huge – you're going to need a step forward from at least one or two of those guys. So, it's not like they have to go out and get five guys from the portal. So, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. But I think it's possible. But I think they have a lot of work to do, and I think that's probably an understatement.
2: Yeah. I mean, like what I was saying earlier is, you know, Arkansas needs to keep the guys that they have who are young, promising players, you know, freshmen, redshirt freshmen, guys that are still developing – They need to keep the guys that started for them this year, and but if you got guys who are like you know, and I I wouldn't say Amari Wiggins is in this because he came from junior college, but if you got guys that are you know third year players and they couldn't push guys out to start on the offensive line. You know, maybe that's where you yeah, clear. Trey, go
4: ahead and list them all out. Trey, Trey yeah. who do they need to get rid of? Go ahead and list.
2: Them out. <laughs> well, it's a <laughs> hey, it's a slit your throat and drink your blood type of business, right? I mean,
4: it is. I just, I really thought you were about to start <laughs> dropping names.
2: <laughs> I'm not that cold blooded. I'll let, but uh, it, it'll happen. So you know, I won't have to say anything. Right. But um, uh, yeah, I mean. I don't want to keep it just on the offensive line. What else What do else you think needs to happen with this football program, Andrew? What are the, what well, are the I actually, needs? I actually do want to keep it on the offensive line for a brief moment. because right.
4: I, I got a little sad writing the Bo Limmer accepted a draft invite story. Yeah. I'd say of all the people who got a raw deal this year in terms of the Arkansas offense and being forced to participate in this, mm-hmm. uh, I got a raw deal. You got a raw deal. But you know who also got a raw, raw deal was Bo Limmer. Yeah. Because uh, I, was, I was looking at it today. You know he's the fourth highest graded center in the SEC? 25th nationally
2: is that right
4: he's like one of the best centers in the country and he's like still going to end up you know he'll he'll almost certainly get drafted i'll feel a lot less bad for bo lemmer whenever he's played like nine years in the nfl but like he's i feel like his senior year he's always going to be connected to this offensive line which has kind of been the story of the season in a negative way and i feel bad because i mean dude had a dude had a a good senior year i mean he, he he was exactly who he was supposed to be for the most part i mean i'm not saying he was perfect we had some weird snaps here and there but you know, like I, I just looked at his his overall. You know what he's done thirty six straight games, another solid season here. Like he should be being celebrated a little bit more, but mm-hmm. uh, it's tough that he's kind of connected to yeah the set pull that is
2: what's going on right now it's uh it's a big deal to get invited to these games i don't know if everybody really realizes it but i mean you get an opportunity to, to spend a whole week practicing before scouts and you know interviewing and all that kind of stuff it's a it's a big deal and there are guys on this team who won't get those kinds of invites who are who are seniors you think this absolutely means he's not coming back i mean he accepted the invite and i i get it but i've seen players do that before and then come back so maybe there's a chance they could get him back but I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think Bo has a, a chance to be drafted. I don't think he'll play center on the next level. I think he'll play guard. But the fact that he can play center is, you know, just another feather in his cap.
4: Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, given everything that we know of, of, it's not like he was a guy we were penciling in, you know, to start next year to come back for a sixth year, I guess it mm-hmm. would be. So it's like that combined with the fact that he had a pretty good year, he was already viewed as pretty much a draft prospect. And I, I'm sure, like Pittman referenced it with KJ, and it's such a valid point where it's like, if a guy is going in in August and does not think he's going to have two more, like KJ did not enter this season being like, well, maybe I'll come back for a sixth year. You know, he, he in August, he was planning on leaving. Yes. So it's kind of hard to, it's, it's harder to make that leap than it is. Like if Bo Limmer had been entering the season planning on coming back, maybe it's a thing, but I'm sure he probably approached this as a yeah. final year and the invite probably points to that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to ask somebody to come back for a six year, especially if they, you know, have next level ability and stuff. All right, Andrew, anything else to add, brother? Uh,
4: No, I just, I wanted to share a funny story that uh, I I was watching, I watched the Missouri game with my future uh, Mm father-in-law, a great man named Rick Frank. Uh, We were watching the game and he, his daughter went to Arkansas, but he's not like an Arkansas fan. He's not, you know, he doesn't pay attention to as much as obviously us weirdos are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was, he was watching. He's like, Hey, so like, they're totally going to fire Sam Pittman, right? (laughs) I was like, I don't think so, man. I really, I really don't. We're watching the game unfold, and obviously, it plays out the way it does. And he's like, "Are you sure they're not?" And I'm like, "Look, I don't, you know, and I don't think it's going to happen." So I was kind of sitting there in the back of my mind. I'm like, "You know, they're not going to fire Sam and obviously." And I'm sitting there thinking, "I'm like, how funny would it be if they actually did?" And I've been over here telling
2: hmm. this guy, this, this old man, like, hey, hey, "Right, no, you're in sports and media, yeah, covering the team." Yeah, then they just emergency
4: press conference and do it. But uh, so it was kind of funny sitting there the whole time because like he was expecting. Sam Pittman's like to be on the line this game and I was like I just I don't think that's what's happening here but mm-hmm. uh I enjoyed watching the game with him and uh watching it with someone who's not an, not connected to this world and can kind of uh, view it from afar it was it was uh oddly enjoyable
2: I guess mm-hmm. I had a dream a few nights ago a couple nights ago that um Danny had texted me you on this and because uh, that's kind of how things go in our group thread you, oh, yeah. are you on this you got that um and uh I like start scrambling, and uh, there's been a a coaching change. And Arkansas had hired the Washington coach. (laughs) And Uh I woke up, you know, it was so real feeling because we're in it, you know, with all this, you know, Uh changes and all that kind of stuff. That I woke up and I checked my phone. The first thing I did when I woke up. Yeah, you know, one of those kind of dreams. But uh, yeah.
4: Well, I think I think uh, I think you can you can we can keep that shell in the drafts.
2: Yeah, I'm not even talking about Sam Pittman's job. Like, again, people, you know, always are like, you know, ask him this question and all this kind of stuff. Sam Pittman's made it clear he's not answering those kind of questions, and Hunter Yurichek has come out and backed Sam Pittman. So there's no reason for us to talk about, in my opinion, you know, Sam Pittman and if he'd be fired at this right. point, you know, it's just not it's not, it's not happening. So we got to talk about, you know, what what Arkansas has to do to move forward and and get this program back on solid footing. And I hope they figure that out. That's that's my opinion. I hope they I hope Sam Pittman gets 100 percent gets it figured out. I mean,
4: I, I mean, I mean, it would just be such a bad look if they came back next year and did the same. I mean, it's just it puts so much pressure on next year. But again, I I agree that we're at that point where it's like we can stop having this conversation. Yeah, it, we're moving forward and we're just gonna see what happens moving forward. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean, I, I agree with you and I, I I echo pretty much everything you said. It's just uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting off season. I'll say that, and that's an understatement.
2: Well, I mean, we're gonna find out pretty quick. I mean, they he's got to figure out a way to beat. Oklahoma State and Stillwater, week two, and Texas A&M and Arlington, week four. And those are critical, critical games.
4: Yeah. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing this roller coaster unfold.
2: Yep. All right, Andrew. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. Thank All you. Right. Thanks for coming on. All right, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis. You can follow him at Andrew Ellis 24-7. Andrew does a little bit of everything. I just butt-dialed, my buddy. So, Andrew does a little bit of everything, Um, football, basketball, baseball. So, if you want to read his stuff, go to hogsports.com. Again, 75% off right now at hawgsports.com. We are the market leader for Razorback Sports. One of the biggest sites in the network, and that makes me extremely proud to say that. Being an Arkansas business, you can sign up right now. at 75% off for, breaks down to $0.07 a day, $0.52 a week. $2.24 Two twenty-four a month, and build it just twenty-six dollars and eighty-five cents for the entire year. And I'll tell you what else we're going to do. After the at the end of this, like, say you're hooked because this is how we get you. We get you in at a low rate, and you're like, "Oh, what about what have i been doing? How about I've been getting my Razorback news from here?" So after this promotion's over, and you decide you want to keep it, and it jumps up from twenty-six eighty-five to about a hundred bucks, hundred seven dollars, something like that. What we're going to do at that point is we're going to give you Paramount Plus for free and Showtime for free. So for $107, after this promotion is done, after you get this great rate, then we're also going to throw in those two things. So yeah, your price will go up, but you're going to get Paramount Plus and Showtime for free. That's a hell of a deal. I mean, those services individually, Paramount Plus alone is $100. So pretty good deal. Pretty sweet package for our—that's our loyalty park So once you once you come in on this seventy-five percent off deal, which is a great offer, uh, then we're going to find other ways to uh, to make sure you're well taken care of, and something we offer to our long-term members uh, as a way of saying thanks for supporting us. So wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. Twenty years—been twenty years in the business now at Hog Sports. All right, everybody, sign up if you haven't done so. H-A-W-G-Sports.com. HawgSports.com. Um, also want to thank our friends at Ozarks Go. If you haven't signed up at Ozarks Go, I mean, we're full of good recommendations today. Ozarks Go offers several different tiers of Internet service. You can get the multi-gig. You can get the gigabit. Uh, there are other tiers also. I've had both the multi-gig and the gigabit. Multi-gig is 2,500 megabits per second. It is lightning fast. You're never going to have bandwidth issues or anything like that. Everybody's device is going to work. You have a party, and everybody wants to get uh, on your um On your Wi-Fi, everybody's going to have an easy time doing so. So uh, that's the elite level. I've also had gigabit service. I had that last year. I think that's great for most people, most families. There was five, ten years ago, five years ago maybe, they didn't even offer that up here in Northwest Arkansas. Nobody could get you 1,000 megabits per second. So uh, that's lightning fast for most everybody. You know, if you had a party or something, you have a bunch of big family, then maybe you run into some issues here and there with bandwidth, but probably not. Um, and then they offer several other different tiers too. Go check them out. OzarksGo.net/hawg4796844900. Reliable inter- internet service from a local company. All right, everybody. Thanks to Danny West for hopping on. Thank you to Andrew Ellis. Thank you to all of you. Subscribe at Hog Sports. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube, on Facebook. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcast. That it. We didn't get to questions today, but, hell, we went almost an hour. So, um, hopefully, we answered everybody's questions and theories and complaints. All right, everybody, this has been Trey Bitty with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.